0: Hey, traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, February 22, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? The first thing we're going to do is pick apart the market on the daily chart. We're going to do the assessment. What's jumping off the page on the daily chart? What I want to do is go back to the character of the market. What's actually been happening? What can we sink our teeth into? We had a big down day here. We call these breakdown candles. What did the market do following that? It went up to run a test of the high of the breakdown candle. It was not able to close above that high and subsequently came down our next line of defense for the bullish case was the 20-period moving average. Once they closed below that, and you'll notice, once they did give up the 20-period moving average, it's been a pretty rapid decline. Now, we also cited a break-up candle low. It's from the weekly chart, but the low is 428. It also coincides with a big, fat, round number. And below that low, specifically by Friday's close, but intra-week, certainly they're below it now. That's another bearish signal. All these things, one after the other, in sequence, if they stay below, points to a test of what? Of the downsloping trend line drawn from the weekly chart that they broke out above. If they run a test and bounce off the trend line, that's bullish. If they run a test and successfully close below, or you could also say unsuccessfully aren't able to stay above, that's going to be a bearish signal for another leg lower. That's an area that should be met with a bull-bear battle, as we like to say. Where does it come in on Thursday, for example? Around 394. Maybe it's slightly lower. It's hard to pinpoint it to the penny. This is a conceptual trend line that they broke out above. If I have it off by 2 degrees, it could change the figure by 30 or 40 cents. So we're going to say 394, 393.5, somewhere in that ballpark. Here you have a moving average, a 200-period moving average right above 393. So you see this general area if the market's going to continue to come down. As a reminder, on the weekly chart, we also have a 20-week moving average right at that trend line. Now, we don't know whether this is the bear case of a failure or this is a pullback in the midst of an uptrend. And we have a trend working here. And you'll see how this coincides with the general area of that trend line. Is this current trend going to hold? Or are they going to get below the trend line? Time will tell, one day at a time, one candlestick at a time, one weekly close at a time. Running a test from the breakout, coming back to run a test, is normal garden variety market activity. What if they break below the trend line and they start selling hard? Where would they be going? Well, number one... Inside the number members will have a beat on that information on an as-needed basis. I'll give you a hint. It's about another 100 S&P handles down. And what I mean by that is, if they start breaking below the trend line and the selling accelerates, the next area of real bona fide support from a larger picture perspective is about 100 handles down. Put that on a sticky note. So look at this. Today, on the daily chart, again, we're just looking at the stuff that's jumping off the page. We're focused now on the 50-period moving average. Today, it was at 396.76. The low today was 397.02. So they did not hit the 50-period moving average, having given a chance to hit that moving average. There are no accidents nor coincidences. Is the market that strong that they weren't able to get all the way down to the 50-period moving average? Or did they bounce in front of it because the ultimate destination, which is underneath current price, is lower than said 50-period moving average? As long as they're below SPY 400, lower prices are in the offing. Put that on a sticky note. You think that's an anomaly? How about the 240 chart? coming within a chip shot of its 100-period moving average bouncing away. Market that strong that the bears couldn't push price down a few more cents. How about the 120 chart and its 200-period moving average? Again, same routine. Were they that strong that the bears couldn't get price down just a little bit more, 40, 50 cents? Or is this what we call a fake-out operation sponsored by Trick and Company. Just so happens on this 120-minute chart, we're in the last line of moving average defense, as I like to say. Hourly chart has given up all the moving averages. Of note. Technically, logically, conceptually, not that far from that trend line. It will be showtime for the bulls at that trend line. I think we have some interesting stuff to go over from inside the numbers. What I'm gonna do is point out a couple of important things, let you read the notes, pause the video, go back to the chart to double-check the work. But I think what you'll find is today's layout was very, very interesting, contrary to yesterday, where we had one of those trend-grinding lower days pretty much all day long with minimal bounces along the way. Today was more of a pivot-related trading opportunity type of situation. Inside the numbers, Inside the numbers live room, stuff comes up in the live room, there are trades to be had. They were starting off with a flattish type tape at zero dark 30, nothing going on, no big deal. Let's talk numbers right away. You can read the rest of the stuff on your own. SPY 400 is our bear pivot. You know the drill, we think better in pictures. Right at the vertical is today's activity. Horizontal line is at 400 even. Below 400 is the bear case. Above 400 begins a bull case for a push higher. Where to? We'll get to that later. 398.75 was some unfinished business from yesterday. Keep that in mind. Again, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Let's see what the trade layout looked like as the morning grew on. 850. We've got an early setup on the board. This one has a little bit more risk than the norm. I've got to tell you that because that's the way I feel about it. Mrs. Market is at a really important and critical area on the chart where another leg lower can begin to wear down to run a test of that trend line. Not all at once. There's stuff in between. But Mrs. Market this morning was teetering around a very important place. So here's the deal. give or take, is a spot of importance. 399.30, give or take, is a spot of importance. I said it twice for a reason. Write it down. So 398.75, which is right underneath it, is unfinished business. That creates a zone. So here's the situation they can bounce at 399.30 back to 400 or more. They can take care of the unfinished business. 398.75, which isn't that far away. They can spike it all. It would also be one of those spike the low, get everybody bearish. And we're talking about yesterday's low at this point, get everyone bearish and rip it back in the other direction. Designed by the trick trap fool and frustrate crew. Now here's the risk part. If they stay below 398.75 for too long, it begins to open the door all the way down to 397 or more. Back to the chart for a slight intermission. What was the low of day? 397.02. Funny how that works. Therefore, the zone between 399.30 and 398.75 and a spike of it is an opportunity for a bounce back in the other direction. We had another side if they ripped them up right away. Not important right now. Let's focus our attention. Now we've got a three-minute chart. I want to show you what happened here. First candle and we had some takers right out of the gate in the live room that bought up the market. The low was 39936. They missed it by 6 cents. Next candle come up short again. Next candle the low is 39929 and each and every time they had ripped it back up to 400 and above so they were giving you the scalp portion of the scalp with potential the design Long before the opening bell, they did exactly without the part of spiking yesterday's low just yet. They did exactly what the design was from the top of the zone. We're moving along. 931, traders who picked up the give or take at the open need to book profit along the way, hold the trailer, all that stuff. They can still come back down at 933, and they did. 935, the scalp portion of the trade for anyone that took it is over. The rest is trader's choice. Now I start to cite resistance areas above, 480. They didn't get there in the morning session after a dump and then a recovery. They did get to the first resistance point slightly above later on the Fed minute mashup. Turns into a bit of a rodeo slash kabuki theater. We're moving along. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Then they did the thing where they actually did spike the low. 10.02, you see, The door is still open for the unfinished business down around 398.75, give or take, while below 400. Spike the low, take care of it, and rip it back, still on the table. Now, this is the one that was also in the early notes, and then you find it again later in the morning. Spike the low, rip it back up in the other direction. And you know, they don't just come to a number, stop on a dime, and always turn around. Sometimes they do. They like to spike the numbers, and here you go. There was a spike of the number and a rip back up in the other direction. Participation inside the numbers. Participation in the live room also. Pause the video. Read the notes. Go back to the chart to double check the work. 1023, any takers down there with a spike of the low and a rip back up in the other direction need to book profit along the way. Below 398, the door opens for 397. Give or take. Read the notes. Pause the video. It's all in here. It's all for the taking. This is an opportunity for traders who are active in the market, specifically with the S&P 500 options, exchange traded products. It doesn't really matter. Futures contracts. It's all directional based trades. There's opportunity for those traders inside the numbers. In addition to opportunities with stocks on the move. Now, this morning, it was quiet before the opening bell. There were only three stocks that were worthy of making the board before the opening bell. Only one hit its entry objective. We're going to take a look at Fling, F-L-N-G. The other two were off the board. There are no trades. However, Flex was getting a haircut slash buzz cut at the opening bell. We had two numbers on the board. That means it's a zone 3282, 3208, pretty close to each other. Could have worked on either number, blew through the first, went to the second, ripped it back up in the other direction. The rest is history. The numbers work. That's right. Repeat after me. The numbers work. And we had some takers in the room on fling as well. Just by the way, if you painted by the numbers, your average cost is let's just call it 32.45. What was the high? 34, 31. Almost 2 bucks on a $32 stock. Not too bad. You never know which ones are going to give you the rocket ride. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Interesting day. They were up a little bit relative strength opposed to the indexes or indices that were in the negative or red. They weren't down that much, so it's not a big deal one way or the other. The S&P 500 or SPX was down six points, and here you have IWM was up 53 cents. We're not going to make a federal case out of that But are they beginning to climb the big breakdown candle? Will they do that? Will they put in a bear flag pattern? Will they drop? We don't know the answer to those questions, but what we can do is watch the tape and interpret what's going on as bullish or bearish. As long as they're inside this candle, they're going to want to climb up the candle. What did they do yesterday? About testing a big-time breakup candle low. The last big breakup candle In the sequence, the low is 186.83, the low here 186.75, and the bounce. Big picture perspective, big price, give that up, come down into the convergence of moving averages. Quite that simple. What about the folks down at Pete Buttigieg's transportation department? Might have skipped this one yesterday by accident, pretty bad day yesterday yesterday. Got underneath that 20 period moving average and fell like a rock. Now, look what they did. Here's a big time breakup candle, and the low was 14,650 and change. Yesterday's close, 14,645 and change. In one fell swoop, they closed below it immediately. Generally speaking, that's kind of a tell. The next place of interest is the convergence of moving averages around. 14,100, give or take, which also happens to coincide with this weekly chart, breakup candle low, 14,139. So you see where we're going with that. If they're coming back to run a test of something important, this is really the next important place if they're going to come down any farther. On a rescue operation, they're going to want to run a test of that 20-period moving average that they just crashed through at the same time they're climbing that yesterday's breakdown candle. We don't know they will do that, but if they start to bounce, that's what will begin to happen. About the Q people, slightly different position than some other markets. A better view is from the weekly chart. If by the end of the week they can recapture this 50-week moving average, then they'll remain eating time off the clock. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. If they continue to come down they're going to want to run a test of the low of that candle, 289.89, call it 290, give or take. You come over to the daily chart and you want to see what's around 290. Well, it happens to be the daily chart 200 period moving average. You have a gap down here. you got stuff going on. There's reason to find a bull bear battle around 290. When one chart confirms what another chart is saying, For a different reason, it generally gives you more evidence that that place, that spot, that price, that area is in fact important. There's some unfinished business with a spike down below 288. Write that down, put it on a sticky note. Financials, nothing doing today, down 4 cents, really didn't do anything material to change what happened yesterday one way or the other. They're into the 50-period moving average, doesn't mean anything get below, and they come down below 35, likely to about 34, 75, or 80. No new information with the XLF. About Smashmouth. another day dripping lower, not that bad of a day, but another down day. So there has been, obviously, and we keep talking about this, a change in the character of Mrs. Market. Let's identify some interesting places. We can see this pivot high right here. That's interesting. That's about where they are right now. Remember, this was a breakout area. They've come back to retest a former breakout area. If they get below it, they'll start working on breakup candle low 232, breakup candle low 228.69 in that neighborhood. Then you have this 50 period moving average. You come over to the weekly chart. Same thing, if they come down, we know where the supports are. The numbers we just talked about, they coincide with these areas here. You have a convergence or a will-be-soon convergence of moving averages. Remember, it could be a pullback in an uptrend. Don't forget about this trend that has not been broken yet. Just because the market's coming down doesn't mean it's not doing the normal thing. If they come down somewhere in the vicinity of this trend line, is that going to coincide with the same trend line off the weekly chart in the SPY? And the answer is it's close. It's not going to coincide exactly. But until these trend lines are broken, this is still an uptrend and they will be running a test until they're not. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.